Schon keine No, Larry, I wish you would have, like, checked with me before you changed your hair. I could have given you an opinion. <coughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you got balder, and you didn't yeah, check with me. <laughs> Who said you could get balder? By the way, you stole my haircut, so. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All the cool went, kids were doing it. I went bald first. I guarantee I went bald before you did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although, I mean, if, if I was older, I would have beaten you to it. Because I was definitely losing it from early, early on. Yeah, I hear you. I was too. <laughs> Is this the show? Did we start? Or we... Yeah, everybody pile on into Mackie's Clubhouse. I'm Kevin. I'm Larry. I didn't know if we started. I didn't know if we were bantering or not. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are. We're up to season four, episode eight. Yeah, called Cutthroat. Yeah, it's about pirates. Yeah. There's a lot no. of cutthroats in this uh, episode. Yeah, there sure were. Yeah. Cut all the way through. I think that's why they called it that. I um, don't know. Maybe. <laughs> original air date was May 3rd, 2005. Yep. And directed by Dean White. And I, I'm pretty sure Dean White has directed before, maybe one or two episodes. He's an all-TV guy. I don't even think I could find a movie he directed. He just does one episode of this, two of that type of thing. Vaguely familiar. Uh, yeah. Uh, American businessman. <laughs> I don't think it's him. It's probably a different one. Oh, uh, yeah, I would think it's probably not <laughs> uh, This one was written. Oh, man. I had to go to the DVD cover for this one because it's very complicated. Uh, this one says story by Randy Huggins and Glenn Mazzara. Teleplay by Jennifer R. Richmond and Glenn Mazzara. <laughs> All right. So I don't even know what the fuck's going on there. They're kind of like, oh, Glenn Mazzara, you're going to be writing this episode, but then have a different person help you with both the story and the script? <laughs> like, what <laughs> sense does that make? <laughs> Not to make sense in Hollywood, Jank. If people need jobs, you're trying to take people's jobs away now. That's what you're up to. You're they must have just been trying people out. That's probably why they had, you know, last week there was a new person within an established person. They're just trying to throw yeah, everything against the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, maybe bust in some rookies. Yeah. Leah L. Langford or whatever her name was last week. Yeah, Langwood. Langwood, yeah. <laughs> um, so the show opens, Shank, with Alice in Chains. Right away, Hell, I'm like, yeah. I'm way into this already. Alice in Chains, I love it. I love that song, Nutshell. That's a great song. Too. This was the first, this episode, I remember it distinctly, that the first time I saw this episode was the first time I had heard that song. And I immediately downloaded it, like, as soon as this episode was over. Like LimeWire? Yeah, like Soul Seek, probably. I think that was my main one. What was it point. called? Soul Seek. Soul Seek. Oh, Soul, I never heard of that. Oh, I still use it to this day. It's, oh. Uh, it's solid. I, uh, yeah, I was a LimeWire guy. Hell yeah. Let me tell you this. Between the LimeWire and the porn back in the day, <laughs> uh, at one point I had to take my computer in, <laughs> and I swear <laughs> to God, the guy called me, and he's like, I've never seen this many viruses on a computer before. And I was like, really? And he's like, I've never. You had, I forget what he said. I think he said like 29,000 different something, something. Oh, my I, God. He goes, I've never seen that before. And I was like, yeah. 
the wife. She's always looking at porn and shit. Because I know he's like going through the history and shit. Oh like, yeah. All that weird shit on. That's her, man. She's fucked up, man. She's always looking at the weird shit. So what can I do? Yeah. Did he suggest just burning it and getting a new one? Yeah. Uh, no, he did <laughs> fix it. It, 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 oh, it that's cost good. a shit ton, though, man. Plus, there was like, you know, a quarter inch of dirt inside. It was one of them deals, too. I imagine it like that one uh, Grand Theft Auto mission where that guy just is all the pop-ups, and you have to, like, try to close them before more pop-up and get in your way so you can actually get to the antivirus. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I imagine that's what your computer was like that day. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and yet I find. But, yeah, I was happy to hear some Alice in Chains laid off. Like, as soon yeah. as the show came on, I was like, what? What's happening right now? Is this really Alice in Chains on the shield? And it was. It sure fucking was. I like when they go for good song choices like that. Yeah, it doesn't happen that often. That's what no. surprised me. Because I was like, no, I just no, it is them. It definitely is them. You yep. have a, you have a favorite Alice in Chains song? Man, Nutshell is honestly pretty up there. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, another one I like that uh, doesn't get like it didn't get the radio play that it should have, but uh, Sludge Factory. I don't know if you know that song, but it's very sure good. Do. Yeah, especially the like. The regular version's great, but the unplugged version is phenomenal. Alice in Chains Unplugged is one of the best albums. I love it. Yeah, that's a great one. God, yeah. I miss the MTV Unplugged. Those were so fucking good. Yeah. So many yeah. ones came out of that. Yeah. 10,000 Maniacs was another one I oh, loved. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> By the but way, yeah. have you seen on YouTube recently, there's been this uh, this girl from like South America, I think. Her name's Alicia Widar or something like that. Okay. Um, she does like covers of mostly like kind of early '90s, you know, songs like you know, Alice in Chains and fucking uh, Nirvana and the Cranberries and Smashing Pumpkins and shit like that. And like they're really fucking good. It's just like her and a, an acoustic guitar. And like the Alice in Chains "Down in a Hole" one like blew up super huge. That's how I first stumbled across it, and it's really fucking good. Like, does she put her own spin on them, or does she kind of stay traditional to the song? They're pretty faithful. Every once in a while, they'll be like, oh, you know, this word choice, or, you know, it's, it's a little bit different the way she yeah. says it. But, like, for the most part, it's pretty faithful. Okay. I, I like when you stay kind of faithful to the original. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't mind some, a little bit, but... There's some popular song on. I hear it on the radio every once in a while at work. It's an old-ass song that they re... It's a girl singing it. I can't remember the song, though, but it's like... It's a whole different version of it, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I ain't into this at all. <laughs> I can't remember the song, though. That kind of works if you hate the original version. Then maybe yeah. they, can, they can reclaim it by making it good. <laughs> but if it's a song you already love, then they're changing the fuck out of it. You're like, oh, no, I hate this. You got any, like... Is there any cover song that's better than the original to you? Like, that you could think of right off the top. Like, oh, so-and-so's version of this was way better than the Beatles' version. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I got, I'm always partial to the Ahmet and Dweezil Zappa version of Baby One More Time. From the oh, Red no, Russell not better than Britney. <laughs> Leave Britney alone, man. Um, I know for me, right off the top, like, a song that I always... Not that the original is bad, but... I, I always like the Foo Fighters version of Band on the Run better than, you know, the Paul McCartney Wings version. I didn't know they covered that song. Oh, it's so goddamn good. I love it. 
Wow. Yeah, like when like when they get like cuz that's a weird ass song. Like there's very yeah. different melodies and tempos and uh going on in that song. And when they get later on where it starts getting into like the harder part, it's really fucking good. Oh, that, I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm I love it. I'm going to look that one out. They right. covered a lot of weird songs. Yeah. <laughs> but they're kind of like that's what makes Foo Fighters fun. Like they ain't yeah. whatever. They'll do the hunky dance. They don't care. <laughs> don't give a shit. They'll, they'll just bring people up on from the, from the crowd to sing the songs and shit while Dave sits there. You don't give a shit. They had Rick Astley out there one time. Did they really? Yeah, there's like a video you can see where like they're playing, you know, Never Gonna Give You Up, and they bring Rick Astley out to sing it and shit. Yeah, like, this is great. I'll be honest with you, for as red as that guy's hair is, his voice is way too deep. Like yeah. I picture him <laughs> to have like a very high pitched voice for that. He hair. should. He looks like a little kid practically. I, I just saw a video of him. He was covering a song, and it was actually pretty good. He doesn't have that bright red hair anymore. But I don't know oh, what song yeah. he was covering, but he was actually very good. Hmm. He has a good yeah, voice. I'll All right. That out. So anyways, Vic's just driving around. Yeah. He's very emo this episode. Just kind like, of distracted that his best friend's trying to kill him. Like, at the end of the last episode, he was walking. So apparently he just walked to his car. Now he's just driving around. Yeah. He's just looking out the window. He's driving. He, ends well, he up, drives over to Glenn Close's house. Yeah. Uh, she apparently bought herself a, a house in Farmington. She's like, people don't live in the places they police, so I figured I should, so I'd be more plugged in this way. Vixen's like, that's a bad idea. Like, this place is riddled with crime, even though we're supposed to be stopping it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so this is another great scene between these two because <coughs> – He's bitter at her uh, as to him of her asking him to step back. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, she tells him, hey, I need you to step back off this seizure stuff because you can't be the face of this shit. So he's bitter and she's all like, so it's basically you're either with Vic Mackey or you're against Vic Mackey. Yeah, that's one of my lines. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to. All right. But uh, yeah, they have a good conversation here. And then I won't step on the rest of it. We'll, we'll talk about it later on. But basically, she's just like. I'm with you, but uh, she's like, don't start cutting me out like you did with Aceveda. Like, yeah, you know, see, you I like that too. Trust. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now, how do you think? Like, where do you think that comes from? It's not like nobody told her. Like, Aceveda wouldn't know what you don't know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he doesn't know where Vic went around him in certain situations and shit. Uh, I think, you know, just the fact that he's got so much in his jacket, you know, about all these problems, I'm sure she would put two and two together that, uh, clearly, you know, Aceveda had problems with what he was doing. I'm sure he would have had less problems if he knew everything that he was doing. <laughs> you know, if he was, if he was co-signing it all, then, uh, he wouldn't have such a hard on for him. Yeah. Do you think Vanilla Ice could solve his problem? <laughs> All you got to do is stop, collaborate, and listen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, she's going to move into the hood. And he's like, ah, I don't think you should move into the hood. And we're going to – we'll just send extra patrols around. And she's like, I ain't taking policing away from other places just to watch my ass. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Uh, Lem and Ronnie, they're <laughs> chit-chatting. They want to go after Shane real bad. Yeah, we get like three scenes of them this episode doing oh. the exact same thing every time. Just yeah. like, oh, we're so worried. <laughs> you should we'll let us help. Vic's like, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. Um, 
Acevedo's with the hookers. She changed her hair and shit. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it looks better. So he's with the hooker, and they're in the house, okay? So she gives him a condom, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the bathroom. I think he washes his fucking face again or whatever. Like, who the <laughs> fuck does that? Everyone in the show wants to have a clean, clean face. Yeah. It's like a uh, script just says, like, uh, you know, uh, walks into the bathroom, washes face. And it's like, why? We How many washes <laughs> of the face are we going to need in this show? But here's what I don't get. <laughs> washes off his balls. <laughs> why does he take the condom out in the bathroom like are we to assume he put it on in yep. the bathroom yep he's definitely standing there with the condom on they don't show that but i'm i think that's you know that's the implication is that yes he is ready to go but when he opens the bathroom door he got pants on <laughs> so he put the condom on and then put his pants back on like uh, who I think he had his pants on. I think he just had the shirt on hanging low enough that it covered his ding-dong. Uh, all right. It still <laughs> seems weird. Yeah, um, I agree. You don't want to bust that out too early. No, because I'll be honest with you. <laughs> condoms <laughs> are tricky because, especially for me, I can't get into them to begin with. Like, I used them a yeah. lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Actually, until, you know, recently, I was still using them. Um and I'll tell you what, though, man, I got to be careful with them, because if I catch a smell of a condom, it's mm. like a boner killer, dude. I hate this smell of condoms <laughs> and rubbers, especially like when you're in the midst of it and you catch yeah. a whiff of it. Oh, my God. I might as well just stop and go make a sandwich because I'm not a death <laughs> if I catch a smell of rubber. I am so no uh, sensitive. I smell everything. I am so like uh, it's so weird about it. I don't know where you rank, but. That condom went on. Swimmer nose plugs. <laughs> I need something, yeah. I need to put like a Vicks Vapo rub underneath, you know, like yeah, how they do with the morgue and shit. Yeah. I need something like that. Silence of the Lambs style. Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> so he comes out of the bathroom. Maybe he has pants on, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But she had just got a call. Her sister got fired and she's having a meltdown and he he has to go like her sister's coming over and he can't be there. And most of it is like, nah, I'll be, I'll be fast. <laughs> She's like, just the fuck <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, it's like, nah, that's okay. Next time, you know, we'll, we'll do this again. He's like, no, nah, you know, we'll, we'll do it now. But he ends up leaving, but he doesn't leave though. He does not. No, he's, he, 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 he kind of sits there in his car and watches. Yeah. As, it's not his, not her sister that shows up. It's some other guy. Yeah. Another John. Now, what do you think of the new hair? Because she was kind of like a brownish, reddish hair before. Yeah, it was similar red. Um, I'd say it's, it, it looks good, better yeah. than before. Yeah, I like it I'm better. still not the hugest fan of her, but... <laughs> oh, I like her. <laughs> her features um, are, like, very wide. Like, her nose is super wide. Her mouth is, like, real wide. My face is just too wide. <laughs> You, do you know what I'm doing right there? That um, uh, it was Tom Hanks and who the fuck was it? It was an old Saturday Night Live bit where they were talking about why why they weren't getting dates and shit. Oh, is it him and Lovitz? Yes. Like outside, yeah. Granny, no likey. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good bit, but like that was a good his, bit. Yeah. His face being too wide was one of the reasons that he wasn't getting any of these ladies. <laughs> um, yeah, I can see what you're saying about the hooker. What is the hooker's name? Uh, I want to say it's Sarah. Hmm. Yeah, that does sound right. 
I just always refer to her as the hooker. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, new dude shows up. He, you know, she's all like, oh, hey, baby. And then, like, they walk in her house and Acevedo's all like, ugh. I don't even think it's about like being lied to as much as like, oh, she chose him over me. Like, I got to find out now why. Um, Glenn Close and Vic, they're one of their CIs is dead. Yeah. His throat slit. He's in the living room on the living room floor. So Glenn Close is like, you got to find out who did this. Like, we can't. We we, we swore we were going to protect these people that were going to help us out. And we've already lost two of them, basically. Yeah, because they so, think that's what happened to Angie is somebody – they found out she was helping, and they killed her. Yeah. So she's like, I need you to go find out who did this. And Okay, another weird scene right here, Jank, is like Vic goes to um, – Antoine's. Antoine Mitchell's apartment. With a crowbar. Breaks in with a crowbar, and he's like, Antoine, get up, Antoine. And <laughs> Antoine's in the bedroom with the door shut, which is also weird. You don't – who sleeps do – you, do you sleep with the door shut by yourself? Because you live no. alone. Yeah. yeah. I sleep on the couch most of the time. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like, I do it during the summer just because it would be closer to the air conditioner, and then I get used to it. Yeah. And it takes me a long time to, like, wean back to the bed. I'll be honest with you. I, I love sleeping on a couch. I, I do. Yeah. I kind of like it better than a bed, to be honest with you. It's pretty but great. Nick, the wife, she always feels neglected when I'm like, I'm going to go sleep on the couch. <laughs> like, oh, why? And so, like, I, I don't do it that often. But usually <laughs> Friday nights I do. <laughs> like, after we do the other podcast, like, she yep. usually sleeps. So I'll just, I'll just sneak into the bedroom and grab my pillows and then just go out in the living room and sleep on the couch. <laughs> I like it, too. Um, but anyways, so... When Vic breaks in, and he's like, come get out here, Antoine. Why does not – like, he's just holding a crowbar. Why wouldn't he have his <laughs> gun drawn? That is a good question. My thought is, like, if I'm Antoine and I just heard my door get kicked in, I'm coming out with a gun. Like, I know I'm an ex-con and shit, but you know he's got a gun at that house. You know what? They actually talked about this on the commentary for this episode. They were talking about this exact thing. Like, why wouldn't he have a gun? And, like, they're like, that's why he's kind of, like, in there and you kind of see him, like, take an extra second. Like, they're kind of rationalizing that he did have a gun. Like, I'm sure when he first heard the door get knocked in, he grabbed the gun. But then when he heard it was Mackie, he's like, all right, I'm just going to put the gun down. Otherwise, I'll get in trouble. All right. Okay. I I guess I could buy that, but Vic would definitely have his gun drawn. Yeah, I would if I was Vic. Like, you use the crowbar, but then once it's down, like, you grab the fucking gun. Yes. Yeah, when you get the door open, you unholster your weapon. What are you (laughs) going to do? Punch a, you know, like, take a baseball swing at a bullet? He's trying to death in the family and... (laughs) <laughs> so he basically tells Antoine, like, uh, you know, watch your shit, man, because, you know, if I find out, like, any cop gets hurt, any criminal, like, any CIs get injured, like, you're going to be spitting teeth. And spitting Antoine's chicken. like, yeah, <laughs> you'll be spitting, <laughs> spitting Michael Chiklis. And so Antoine's like, I'm going back to bed, man. And it, it's a good scene. They, they, yeah. they, those two also that door work. fixed. Anyone could just get in here. Yeah, that's a good line, yeah. You better get that door fixed. You know, anybody could just walk in. And this is where we get the theme song. Bop, 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 Seven minutes, 12 seconds. You know, that's about average. You know, we're yeah. right around seven minutes usually. That's perfect. Um, so so then the next day, uh, Antoine's fucking pissed. So he's talking to Shane. He's like, you know, like, like why haven't you killed Vic Mackey yet? 
And he's just like, you know, Vic's smart. I got to do this right. Uh, and Antoine's just like, well, you have basically one day to do it. Like, I'm not losing any more sleep over this asshole. You kill him today or else you're getting killed. Yeah. Yep. He gives him till tomorrow morning and that's it. Um, right before that, we got another scene with Lem and Ronnie. Like, we got to get rid of Shane. Shane's got to go. We got to take him out. Where's Vic? You know, it's all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, squad. There's a dead teacher with their throat cut. Um, they, they don't know if this is another, like, cause he wasn't a criminal. He wasn't a CI. Nope. Um, but no yeah, he is. same method of murder, though, throat sliced. So they don't know if he's involved somehow or if it's just a copycat killer going on, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Vic arrests the kid like in five seconds. He he already had the kid arrested <laughs> like five seconds later. Uh, but this kid doesn't seem like he did it, though, because he's like, oh, uh, Mr. Jenkins. I don't know what his name is. Yeah, yeah it was Mr. Gibson, I think. Maybe call him Gibbs. He was like, yeah, he was always trying to help me, keep me straight, like, but he would never dime me out to the cops, so I don't know why anyone would hurt him. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, he this touched my butthole three that. times, but that was it. I'm like, oh, three <laughs> times? Three times. <laughs> yeah, that's three times. Is Two times is bad, but three, that's love. Yeah, that's love. Yeah. <laughs> it's normal for high school kids and their teachers anyways. <laughs> um, There's a weird line here about, like, uh, Danny's baby mama CI. It's like, what? Danny is a baby mama? <laughs> yeah, I was confused by that, too. Yeah. I, she, <laughs> yeah, she, she's just a baby mama who is a CI. And Danny, yeah. she's Weird Danny's crazy. CI, who's a baby mama. Yeah, she so. apparently has been, yeah, she's been giving up a bunch of stuff about Spook Street. They want her to give up stuff on the, or no, she's been giving up stuff on the one-niners. But they want her to give up stuff on Spook Street because they're pretty sure the Spook Street guys are the ones doing this throat slitting yeah she's like no there's my people i can't do that yeah and i think glenn close says something about like oh yeah just you know stay where you are your kid's gonna end up in jail or dead or whatever she starts trying to yeah danny yeah danny starts giving her the the once over oh is that danny that says that yeah let's go get we can just go get your kid tatted up right now oh okay God damn it. I just watched it. Well, no, that's not true. I watched this at 3.30 this morning. Uh, so <laughs> I finished I finished the last 10 minutes when I got home today or whatever. But, yeah, it was early. I was, I was up early today doing this. Um, Dutch and Claudette got a case where they're working on some gas station robbery. Uh, the clerk got pummeled by a dude with a bottle. The dude took, like, 300 bucks and beat the shit out of the, the clerk and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, he was asking for a loose cigarette, but the guy wouldn't give it to him, and he ended up getting clocked in the head, and now there's $300 missing. Yeah. And some other guy kind of helped him up. Yeah, there, there's a witness guy who, like, came in and helped. He called the cops and shit. Uh, Dutch is being dicky with Claudette in this scene. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Still super tough between the two of them. Uh, Aceveda's sneakily gets Julian to like run the plates on that dude that showed up at the hooker's house. So he's, he's trying to get info on him. Also made is such a snake. Um, yeah. Julian apparently is on desk duty until his complaint gets resolved, which I thought he was just getting transferred. So they just can't get rid of this guy. Apparently. God damn it. <laughs> um, Aceveda and Glenn Close have a scene where they're discussing the leak of how these CIs are dying. And Glenn Close thinks it's Aceveda. And Aceveda thinks it's Vic. Yep, of course he does. 
Yeah. He hates Vic so fucking much. It's all I he can see anymore. I, I don't know. It's just so there. It's another weird thing between him and Vic because him and Vic were close for a little while. In that, yeah, in the last like season. season two, they were pretty close. Then last season, like they weren't really at each other's throats that much. Yeah. But now it's it's all he can see is getting Vic Mackey. Yeah, it's. Weird. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. Um. So Danny CI ends up telling her that there's some guy named Skitch who gives brands to Spook Street's gangs when they kill people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I like Skitch <laughs> or Sketch or whatever his name was. Um. Let's see. D, uh, Dutch and Claudette, they're at another gas station, and they're asking about the drawing. They got, they got like, a composite. Hey, have you seen this guy? He's, he's out beating up, you know, convenience store clerks and shit. Um, there's some dude, like, watching through the window and stuff mm-hmm. while they're in there. So Dutch and Claudette go to leave, and as soon as they go to leave, like, Dutch looks in the mirror, and he sees, like, as soon as we pulled away, that guy walked into that gas station. Like, he was waiting for us to leave. I'm going to go in and see why, what the hell's going on. So he walks back in and what happens, James? The guy's got a cup of coffee. He's going to pay for it, seemingly, but he's taking the lid off. And Dutch is like, uh-oh. Yep. He's like, drop that coffee. And the guy tries to throw it at Dutch, but he's so far away that he just kind of gets a little bit on his jacket, but nothing yeah. too serious. Uh, and so he, Dutch tackles the guy. And uh, it's a good scene because, like, then Claudette's like, I told you to wear your vest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it finally, like, breaks the tension between the two of them. And, like, this just the absurdity of the whole situation kind of brings them back together. Where now they're on the same page again. But, long story short, they got the coffee bandit. Yeah. Several episodes later. Yeah, I was going to say, was that two, three, four episodes ago they were looking (laughs) into this case? For a guy who just, like, throws coffee in people's faces people's faces he got away with it for a good while yeah and he's dumb as fuck <laughs> yeah they get him to admit so it real easily <laughs> well they're like yeah we're gonna bring in the you know, the other shop owners they will remember you they're pissed off so yeah like he's they're definitely he's caught <laughs> but he does give it up real quick because they're just like having fun with him like oh you know this is kind of crime that makes us cops smile yeah they're like you're <laughs> You're crazy for coming up with that idea. Coffee. Who would have thought? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty genius, too. You know, yeah. it was like that kind of thing. Any like, loser okay. could use a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Way to go, dumbass. You fucked up already. Um, <laughs> uh, so after talking to Skitch, they figure out who the actual throat slitter guy was. They bust him, and he's got a bloody knife on him. Uh, so they start grilling him, and he's like, yeah, that's what snitches get. And uh, they're like, what about the teacher? He was in a snitch. And he's like, oh, yeah, he totally was a snitch. And they're like, no, we can show you he wasn't a snitch on anything. And he's like, oh, someone, we're going to tell everyone that somebody punked you. And then he rolls over. And he's like, all right, yeah, this, this girl told me about him, said he was a snitch. Go get her. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's a, something else that, like, struck me, too, like, that I found weird uh, getting back to because du- at this point, Dutch and Claude, that this is where they get that guy to admit like, yeah, I killed her. This is the first time I noticed like our du- Claudette's hair is one color. Hmm. Remember like in, like in the previous seasons, like didn't she have like darker hair that like turned pink, like in the last six, eight inches of it? 
Oh, um, I don't. But know. now it just kind of looks like reddish brown, like the whole way, start to finish. Like Claudette always had like reddish hair, right? It was like pink or red. Yeah, it was definitely reddish. Yeah, like but like dyed. It's not. It wasn't a natural color hair. She had like no, probably brown. not. All right, but I don't know. Anyways, I, I like to look at people's hair because I don't have any. <laughs> um, this is what could have been. Yeah, I, I could have had locks like that. Um, Osvaldo goes back to the hooker, and he's like, "Oh, so how's Rosetti? I guess I guess that guy's name's Rosetti. Yeah, he's, some, he's, some he's like rich some big dude. condo guy, like real estate dude. Yeah, he's like the LA version of Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> Osvaldo says something about like, um, oh, how come he didn't bring a gift? Is it because I'm standing in his gift? And she's like, oh, I don't know, whatever, you know, whatever. Um. So he starts being a real fucking asshole. He's like, what's this guy's thing? Is he like shitting on you or fucking fucking you in the ass? Yeah, what's he, Chuck Berry? I'm going to Chuck <laughs> Berry you. If anybody's going to take a shit on you, it's going to be me. I'm going to fart on you. I'll Chuck Berry you in the backyard. Yeah, fuck Yeah, <laughs> probably will too. Um, <laughs> and he starts threatening to like drop a dime on this Rosetti guy. Like, I'm going to tell his wife. And she's yeah. like, that's a pretty bitch move. <laughs> <clears throat> So we get another great face, which I did. I did enjoy that she's giving it right back to him. Yeah. Um. So Shane picks up Halpern, or is it Halpert? I don't know what his name uh, is. Halpern. Halpern. He's. I love this dude. Yeah, he's so great. This is a great fucking scene. This whole scene. Like, I don't know if you. Why don't you describe it? You, you do a better job with it. Uh so they pick up Halpern, and first he doesn't want to go because he remembers the last time they had a meeting. Just you know couple of them where they he got the shit kicked out of him um but he gets in and they're like we got you a new pipeline to heroin and this is where that name pops up where shane's like i got this guy little pop now do you remember little pop no little pop was the guy who stabbed armadillo in the cage oh remember he wanted to go back to jail yeah. So he stabbed Armadillo, and that got him sent back, and he's like, yeah, I got his connections again. So that was Little Pop. Okay. Um, but the weird th- I don't know why Shane says he owes me a, or he owed me a favor. Like, I mean, it, it seems like he already did his part by stabbing Armadillo, <laughs> unless they've been doing something else since then that we don't know about. He, he helped him out. He got him back into jail. Yeah, but, I mean, he also – this guy stabbed Armadillo for him. <laughs> that seems like a good pr- quid pro quo on itself. True. <laughs> but if he didn't let him stab Armadillo, he wouldn't have been able to go back to jail. So he does owe him one, I guess, in Jane's mind. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I don't but know. no, I never – I didn't know that guy's name. Old yep, Pop. that was him. Okay. So uh, he's like, he'll hook you up with some heroin. Um, but Halpern's like, no, the Mexicans don't like Antoine. Like, we can't do that. And he's like, well, that's the good part. Like, we're just going to get rid of Antoine, and then you can be the headband in charge of uh, the one-niners. Yeah, because he's like, you were about to be in charge anyway, but then Antoine just popped back up and look at you now. And he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. Shit works out the way it does, but it's fine. Yeah. He's like, so, well, if we, take, if we take Antoine down, this all gets better for you because you're in charge. The captain will lose her heart on for Antoine, which is what's causing all the seizures and the injunctions and everything. You guys can get back to doing what you do, and then you'll just fucking be running things, and we'll I'll get that little girl's body back, and everyone will be happy. Yeah. And uh, Halpern's just like, no, <laughs> no, I'm good with that. I'm good with the way things are. 
I don't want to be the man in charge. And so Shane's trying to reason with him and trying to appeal to him. And Army flips the fuck out in the back seat. <laughs> because this is where Army finds out that Shane's supposed to kill Vic Mackey. Like, Army didn't know that until just now. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? We're what killing Vic Mackey? Into? Yeah. He, yeah, Army just thinks he's just getting a little side money or whatever. He, Army has no idea how deep in the shit he is. You think he but, would after the whole killing Angie in front of them? Like, he knows now that yeah, you know, world of hurt. But he, I, he has no idea that there's a war with Vic Mackey going on, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he knows him and Shane have, you know, contentious relationship or whatever, but uh, he didn't know there was, like, a hit out on him. No. <laughs> so he freaks out. He pulls his gun and shit. Mm-hmm. And Shane's like, just calm He's down. force Halpern into it, basically, and Halpern's like, no, like, tell your boy to, you know, calm down. And so he kind of puts the gun down a little bit, but then he ends up shooting Halpern in the shoulder anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just shot Halpern in the shoulder. <laughs> it was very Pulp Fiction-y. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was intended, but, you know. Because, like, come on, so, man. Army is a fucking cop, and I'm guessing he probably has military background in some story. Yeah, yeah, right? he, he was in, the, in Iraq. So. He's not going to accidentally shoot a gun in the shoulder in a car. There's just no way he's going to do that. You would think. That's bumbly. I, I could see John Travolta doing it. I don't see Army doing it. <laughs> So Shane's like, you know, you're going to bleed out. Like, I could drop you at the hospital, or I could drop you out in the desert, and you could just die. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. So. Um, you, better, you better tell us where that little girl's body is. So they go on a ride. Um, yeah, it looks like he's not going to say it, but he eventually does tell him that apparently Angie's body is uh, under some porta-potties at some kind of, like, shelter. Yeah. And there's always 24-hour-a-day guards there, so mm-hmm. good luck getting the body out, but that's where it's at. You know where it is now. Yeah, yeah we know where it's at. much about it, but... They put it under the shitter because it hides the smell, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they uh, they just kind of kick Halpern out. They don't drive him to the desert or the hospital. They just kind of leave him on the side of the road. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, you're on your own. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> um... <laughs> So Glenn Close and Vic, they're interviewing uh, the girl. Um, I can't. I don't know what her name is, but she's a real bitch. But anyways, yeah, the student who put the cutter guy onto uh, her teacher. Oh yes. Okay. So there's a scene where like Glenn Close is like, just tell me, you know, you know what happened or whatever, and she like, I'm not saying nothing. And then Vic says something about like, oh, the code of silence, huh? And then Glenn Close gives him a fucking look. And I don't understand what happened in that moment. Hmm. Do you remember I don't that? I remember. Because she gives him, like, you know, you know how, like, sometimes, like, you'd be out with your family or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> you just you just stepped over the line, like, six inches too far with a smart-ass comment. And you got that look from, like, your mom, <laughs> like, where she yep. doesn't say anything. But, you know, like, an hour from now, you're going to get screamed at in the car on the way <laughs> as home. As soon as you're not in public, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those kind of things, but I didn't understand because like Vic even like kind of like like he straightens up a, a hair, and I'm like, I don't know why she's mad at him about that. Yeah, I think I mean I know after this she kind of chews him out just for not knowing what's going on, and she's just like, well, how come we don't know you know all the stuff that these people on the street know? Like we should be plugged into this stuff. Um, so she's like, I'm definitely moving into that house now. Like I'm gonna go live there so I can be part of the community and 
I could hear this shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're not going to care. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's another good scene between these two. Yeah. So then Vic immediately goes downstairs and asks the death sergeant, hey, this, the, the captain's moving into this address. So we're we're going to need to, like, just, you know, send a person by here and there to make sure everything's cool, but you can't let her know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Vic's got her back. Vic's looking out for her. But they're going to start that tomorrow, so he's got to go watch her tonight, basically. He's going to go take a, you know, turn staking out her house tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danny's there. She kind of, she seems all, like, horned up, and she wants to go meet with Vic later. And uh, Vic's like, oh, you know, I got to do something with my kids, and then I got the stakeout. And she's like, oh, I'll go on the stakeout with you if you want. Uh-huh. She is all about that D. Yeah, she she <laughs> needs it. She's so horny, man. God damn it. She really is. Yeah. She's like, I'm a, I'm a little excited after the bust. But, oh, yeah, I bet you are. So <laughs> we get a scene where Osavate is back outside the hooker's house, and he's sitting in his car, and that Rosetti guy shows up, and the hooker basically tells him to hit the bricks. Yeah. Yeah, like he gets shut down on the porch. Like She's like, nah, you got to go. Like we don't hear anything. We just see it from Osavate's point of view on the street. But then like um, – so Osavate goes up. And, like, he fake rapes her. Good Lord, man. I hate it yeah, so he much, just immediately man. gets into it. Like, yeah. yeah, just immediately shoves her on the couch and goes to town. It's, it's you know, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was real or not at first. Yeah. But then she's like, it's so big. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. No one says that. No. <laughs> did he have his condom on in his in his car? Oh, he must have. Dude, I didn't see him put a condom on. He goes right forward. He just rips her fucking yeah. underwear off. And throws her I guess in the he, couch. I guess he did in the car. That's that's awkward. Yeah. Maybe watching her turn that guy away really gave him enough to keep his wood going. Ew. <laughs> um. The gas station robber guy, the guy who beat the dude with the bottle early on over a Lucy, um, he shows up. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'm going to smoke this cigarette, and then, you know, I did that. I, I beat that guy up and shit. Yeah, I'm turning myself in. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he he's talking to Dutch and shit. And it's a cool like, thing, because Dutch is just like, all right, yeah, take your time. <laughs> yeah. It's solved. Might as well just let this guy have his moment. Yeah. So, yeah, the dude tells him, like, yeah, I wanted a loose cigarette, and the guy just wouldn't give me a cigarette, man. I just wanted one. So I'm trying to quit smoking. I didn't want a whole pack. I just wanted one cigarette. And he's like, I got mad. I beat him up. And, and then Dutch is like, well, you know, you got enough money. You could buy a whole carton of cigarettes now. And he's like, I, I didn't take any of that money. Like, I just hit that yeah. dude. So they're like, uh-oh, wonder who it was. Hmm. Oh, was it the Good Samaritan that called in and said, uh, you know, there's been a robbery at this gas station and shit? Yeah, it was that guy. Totally was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yep. He's an idiot. They bust him real easy. Yeah. Um, Get another scene of Ronnie and Lem freaking out about Vic yeah. <laughs> Shane. And Shane comes in and he finds his phone and they just like, oh, yeah, like the desk sergeant found it or whatever. And he's like, oh, why didn't you call me? And Lem's just like, well, <laughs> your phone was here. So I was supposed to call you. <laughs> Whatever, man. And then she slams the door. Lem immediately goes after him. And then Ronnie cuts him off at the door. Like, no, man. No. And it's like, all right, calm down. It's so weird. Um, 
Where are we at here? Oh, oh there's no. a. I think there's a scene that we skipped where uh, where Vic or Corinne goes to the police station and uh, she's talking to Dutch and then Vic comes in and like Dutch is immediately like, oh, there's Vic, go talk to him. Yeah, he, he not want to be busted talking to Vic's wife. Yeah, he he slunks out real quick. Like, oh, oh. okay, I gotta go uh, poop, and he just leaves immediately. <laughs> He he's scared to death. My Subaru is on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah but she's there to talk about this uh, the lawsuit. Like apparently there was some kind of a drug clinical trial that they were trying to get Megan into. Um, apparently she's young enough to get into this thing, but then they rejected her anyway because they you know anyone who has a pending lawsuit against the company basically they don't want them in this this trial. So Vic's all pissed off, and they're just like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, we can drop the lawsuit, but that's all this money out the fucking window. So Vic's freaking the fuck out. Like, he's he's like, oh, God. And he kind of knows what he has to do. Because he, at this point, I think, feels like tonight he's going down one way or the other. Either Shane's going to kill him, or he's going to kill Shane and go to jail. <laughs> I think he figures this is the end for him. So he goes to Corinne's house that night with a you know, a backpack, <laughs> kid's backpack full of money. This yeah. is uh, his 60 grand from the money train robbery, all that he has left. And uh, he just kind of gives it to Corinne and he's like, here, you take this. And uh, she's like, what the, where's this money from? And stuff like that. And he's like, I, I'm not saying anything about it. Just don't put any money, you know, don't put more than five grand into the bank every couple of months. Yeah. She's like, oh no, I don't want this shit. He's like, yep, you you take it. This is the only way we can support our kids. So you're going to need to take this money. And, too, like, she has to know something's up because, like, she takes the money out. Like, some of it's, like, stacked. Some of it's, like, in a roll. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. the bank always puts my money in a giant roll. Hey, <laughs> bank, uh, can, I, can I just have a wad of money, please? Like, sure, we'll wad that. No, you know it's fucking dirty money. But he says it's clean. But she, yeah, uh, but I understand. You know, you I guess by now it's been long enough. Maybe it is clean, <laughs> just magically. Yeah. Uh, but she just kind of throws it under the sink, like in the fucking kitchen. Like that's a terrible place. Yeah, I thought about that too, and I didn't know if it was one of those situations where she put it there just so in case Vic decided, no, I'm gonna take it. Like he doesn't know where it is. Like she's hiding it from Vic just for a couple minutes until he leaves. Oh um, yeah. I don't know. Out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you got kids walking around, I would not put it under the sink. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's where you're Dutch is there all the time. You just saw Dutch in her kitchen last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah, that's true. You don't want Dutch snooping around and shit. Nope. <laughs> he He's gonna have a lot of questions. Uh so he wants to go kiss the kids and she's just like, Why does this feel like goodbye? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, he's so emo in this, in the, from here, from the rest of this episode on. I was yeah. like, man, he's such a puss. I mean, you can um, see why, though. Like, he's oh, in I a get pretty it. shitty situation. No, no, no doubt. Uh, so he goes to the stakeout next, and him and Danny are there, and Danny's trying to talk to him, and he's just not saying a fucking word. Yeah. It's like a brick fucking wall. It's it's embarrassing, honestly. Yeah, because uh, she's basically like, hey, I, I appreciate you, like, you know, you know, get me some, you know, good work to do and, you know, put me up like that and stuff, like, <laughs> recommended me for certain things. And he's like, whatever, man. <laughs> and then she's Life like, sucks. and then she goes, uh, 
you want to shove your finger in my pussy? And he's like, yeah. all right. This is so weird, man. He just got to, she like takes his hand and shoves it right down her pants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's strange. You don't often see fingering on TV. No, you really you see don't. sex scenes, but not a lot of fingering. Yeah, I hear you. Especially now with people in their 40s. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know, 16-year-old kids. Okay, I get it, I guess. But uh, I didn't know, like, adult women were into that. You know, I, I get you can, like, you can incorporate that into things. But, like, just that on its own, I didn't know they were still into that. Yeah. But I, I think we're meant to assume that they probably did end up going all the way again, but. Yeah. Who knows? Do you think she shaves? I don't think she does. <laughs> probably not. No. <laughs> no, no. She's she probably hasn't gotten any for a while, so Yeah. It has uh, been a while. Probably letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was weird. And then um Yeah, so Vic gets a call from Shane now that he's got his cell phone back. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, can you meet me, you know, somewhere? secluded far away from everyone else just you yeah and Vic's like oh shit here we go it's on (laughs) this was the scene like I remember them I very vividly remember the commercials for this episode because they heavily featured little snippets of this scene where you're just like oh shit like this is it like Vic's gonna have to kill Shane oh fuck it's all come down to this (laughs) it's pretty ballsy though like would you would you go I would not, no. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I also wouldn't rob the, you know, Armenians or kill hookers. Yes, I wouldn't do any of the shit that Vic does. I'm pretty lame. Vic yeah, goes. I was Vic go. at all times. <laughs> yeah, I try. I want to. That's all I want out of life. I just want to. I wish I could just get independently wealthy. Just yeah. enough. Like, please, somebody, just buy this goddamn podcast and then just give me enough money where I don't ever have to leave the house again. I could probably do it on a hundred grand. Honest to God, I probably could. Um, so they meet under this underpass type of thing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, all right, here we go. Showdown. (laughs) You don't know who's going to pull a gun first or if anybody's going to pull a gun, maybe they'll both pull a gun. Maybe they'll shoot it. You know? So this is the scene I was going to say we could do one of our reenactments for, but honestly, so much of it is just done with looks and like, gestures that it's not there's not a whole lot of dialogue honestly yeah so it, it, it's it's very you know nonverbal, so it wouldn't really have served us very well <laughs> yeah probably not yeah probably not especially vic vic really doesn't say much it's a lot of shane trying to you know explain himself yeah it, it's very great though it's a great scene. it is like shane, vic immediately like shane just you know gets out of his car and vic's already kind of pulling a gun on him basically and he's like what the fuck man like what are you doing <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, I, we bugged your car. I know it's either you or me, right? And Shane's just like, uh, well, not like that. Like, he starts explaining, you know, I, yes, I've been working with Antoine Mitchell, but that's nothing we didn't do before. Um, and he's got us in a, you know, he's got us in this bad situation. He killed this girl in front of us with our guns. And I know where the body is, but we can't get to it by ourselves. So he's like, I, I need your help. Like, I fucked up and I need your help. Like, and Vic can kind of see that, oh, he kind of believes him, but he's just not quite sure. So he's like, I'll give you one shot. You take it. Yeah. And Shane's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I wouldn't choose him over you. Like, 
you're my friend and shit like that. And so Vic's just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to help this guy out. Yeah, and Vic's kind of crying. Shane's kind of crying. Yeah. It sucks because he was just, you know, he basically made one last plea to Glenn Close, like, I'll find the leak and I'll stop it. But now he can't find the leak <laughs> because he's helping to cover up the leak. Yeah. So he is really fucking himself over by helping Shane into a mess that Shane got himself into, but he, he can't let his buddy go down. So he has to do it. And that's where we end. Yeah. Oh, we should also, there's another scene I don't think we talked about where Glenn Close calls in an IAD guy. Um, and she's like, I'm going to put you in undercover as one of the people in this, you know, gang task force. And uh, you're going to check out Vic Mackey and try to clear him. He's like, I know he's not dirty, but I want you to prove it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be a big thing going forward is this guy, you know, checking up on Vic Mackey. Um, it's so it's crazy because after all Acevedo trying to go after Vic Mackey and turning up nothing. It's honestly the Glenn Close trying to prove that he was a good cop that's really going to come back to bite them in the ass. <laughs> uh-uh. yeah, yeah, we're like, she's uh, the captain who does the most damage, even though she wasn't trying to. We're, we're almost three quarters of the way through this season. We're, we're, we're getting to the end here. Yeah. So it's winding it sucks down. Too. I know. I wish she was around for longer. Yeah. I wonder if that was a like if that was a possibility or not because like she did end up doing damages right after this on FX for what like five years. So I never like watched she was, damages. What was oh, that? Oh yeah, that was uh, her and Rose Byrne. It was like a lawyer show. Rose Byrne from like Get Him to the Greek and shit. Yeah, I think it was like her first kind of big thing. Hmm. Is she British in that or is she American in that? Uh, I think she's American. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think she was doing an American accent. I love Get Him to the Greek. You ever see that movie? No. No? Nope. Oh, my God. Jake, what the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> it is hilarious. Well, maybe someday. Oh. Maybe someday. But then again, every time I recommend a movie to you, you always hate it anyway. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't watch it. You'll hate it. <laughs> Not necessarily. All right. So, anyways... Uh, Vic cries, Shane kind of cries, everybody's kind of <laughs> crying, I was crying, you were crying, uh, but that's yeah. where we end uh, this episode. If I could cry, you could cry, <laughs> everybody could <can> cry. <coughs> oh. oh no, I got coronavirus. <laughs> oh no, oh, now I have it over Skype. Yeah, oh. it's transmitted through Skype now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I, I had 8 out of 10, but I might go 8 and a half out of 10. Yeah, I would agree with that. 8.5 sounds about right to me. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a little bit better than the last one. This is finally where Dutch and Claudette get back together, officially. Um, it's been, I mean, it's been a good while. Like, this whole season, eight episodes, basically, of them being, you know, shitty to each other. <laughs> yeah. And finally we have the heart of the show back. Where they're back together. It's good. That happens. Yeah. People get mad at each other. Yeah, it seems like most shows go through that kind of period. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's do uh, some best quotes. Uh, well, I didn't have a lot of quotes, and we kind of hit them already. Um, 
where are we at? I like when I'm with Dutch, like they catch the, the coffee bandit. He's just like, we've been looking for you, Starbuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, when they arrest that guy with the uh, who is slitting the throats, mm-hmm. Vic's like, uh, he throws the knife down on the table in a baggie, and he's like, victim's blood, your fingerprints. Someone should have branded dumb shit on your forehead. <laughs> you know, this was right after the brands were going in with Skitch. Yep. Uh, I like Antoine when he's talking to Shane early on. And he's just like, tomorrow morning's news will have a big picture of Vic Mackey's kids crying their eyes out. Or a picture of your son crying his. Yeah, apparently, you, apparently you don't mess with uh, with kids. Yeah. As they say, anyways. Oh, um, they did mention this episode near the end where Shane says he did get Mara and Jackson out of town. So hopefully, theoretically, they're safe. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad they're out of town. Be yeah. Wondering. We won't have to see Mara anymore <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, my favorite line of the episode... We already brought it up, but uh, whenever, you know, uh, Claudette and Dutch arrested the coffee bandit, you know, (laughs) they look down at Dutch's shoulder, which is all wet from the coffee. And she's like, I told you to wear your vest. It was was, was a funny line. That's where they're like, okay, we're we're cool. That is that was really good. Yeah. Um, I like when uh, they're talking to the the guy who did steal the three hundred dollars and. They're just like, if you were really sorry, you would have turned yourself in. He's just like, who the hell would do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, early on, uh, when Aceveda shows up at the hooker's house unexpectedly, and he's threatening her, he's like, well, maybe I'll call Rosetti's wife and let, him, and let her know what's going on here. And the hooker's like, Sort of a bitch move, isn't it? Like, I thought that was hilarious, man. That, yeah, is, yeah. that is a bitch move. It is a bitch move. Like, you're fucking cheating on your wife, and you're going to call this guy's wife and let her... Yeah, in. that's like, weak. That is so weak. <laughs> that is kindergarten right there. Yeah, that is Yeah, that is amateur hour for sure. <laughs> uh... Um. Let me see. Yeah, and we already talked about. Let me guess. You're either with Vic Mackey or you're against him, right? Yep. Keeps things simple. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of his philosophy in life. And then that's when she says something about like, well, just you know, don't go around me about shit like you did with Acevedo. It keeps keeps things simple. Yeah. Like she throws that line back at him again. I like it. Uh, you know, and then it's like very poetry. Yeah. It rhymes. <laughs> and then at the very end where you know Vic just Vic puts his gun down off of Shane and just says you got one shot take it mm-hmm. and that, that was a good line she's like no I can't do it man you're my friend man you're my friend <laughs> where, that money shit, where the money train shit get in the way but you're my friend stop saying shit about that man like you're, you guys are at the point right now where neither one trusts the other one, and you're going to bring up the money train? You don't know if the other one's wearing a wire? Oh. oh that's oh. weird. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about, money train. I don't think like Shane would think that Vic would be willing to wear a wire when he knows one of them's not going to make it out of here alive. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's true. All right. Um, I don't have any other quotes. Yeah, that's really all I had. 
All right. Let's uh, Kristen Bell Best Guest Star award it up. All right. Who, who, who'd you go with on this one? I went with Pat Healy as the guy who stole the money, the witness guy who ended up stealing the money from the gas station. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff, most notably that Cheap Thrills movie, which is pretty good. I like that movie. Is Chris Gethard in that movie? Uh, no. David Keckner? So. David Keckner, yep. He yeah. is. I love Keckner. That guy's hilarious. Me too. He's great in there. You know who else is good is yeah. like, uh, you know who Dave Keckner also reminds me of is um, Rob Corddry. Like, they're oh, always yeah. the same guy. Like, like Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. Like, and you got like, is that Cordry or is that Keckner in that movie? <laughs> like, oh, that that's Cordry. Uh, uh, Curb your enthusiasm. No, that was Keckner. Like, <laughs> I, I confuse those two guys up. I could see that. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um. All right. Yeah, I don't really know that dude so much, Pat Healy. I, I struggled with this one. I just went with Skitch because the name was fun. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll get you a swastika tattoo or a brand. Like when uh, oh, earlier yeah. on, oh, yeah. you know, when they, they go to bust get him. Get you a swastika brand, Adolf. Yeah, Adolf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, there wasn't anybody who really stood out for me in this episode. Okay, that's fair. That's how I felt about last episode, so. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, MVP. Your MVP. I, I, I got a tie here. I went with uh, <laughs> Glenn Close and mm-hmm. Vic. Wow. Like really nice. deviating from from the norm today or this week, Jake. You know, yeah. I never bring up really mixing it Vic. up. <laughs> but they really are the driving force of these, like, especially this season. Like they really are like the, the driving force of this whole season. Yeah. You're not wrong. Glenn Close has been magnificent. Who did you go with? Can't say it enough. Um, I went with someone else. I went with Shane. What? Uh, Yeah. Um, He's been fucking up a lot, but I thought he actually started to do some smart things this episode. Most notably in trying to get Vic on his side and actually admitting what he did and realizing that he fucked up and he's not capable of getting out of it himself. (laughs) He's going to need Vic's help because Vic would be... Vic would know what to do. Shane, this whole season, has been trying to be like, oh, I'm just as good as Vic Mackey. I can do this. I can handle this. I, watch, I'm going to wear sunglasses more, just like Vic Mackey. <laughs> but it's, it's gotten him in deeper and deeper in the shit. Whereas this episode, he finally learned to, uh, to you know, to ask for help. And uh, even get he, he at least managed to get some information out of Halpern. So that he at least spun that situation into some gold. Even if it is, you know, hard to get to at this point. Um, and his acting in that last scene was just so good. Even though he was on, te- like, on the verge of tears the whole time. Like, it was really fucking good. <laughs> You're my friend! <laughs> um, like, Walter right. Goggins in that scene was just phenomenal. Yeah, he is. He That guy is a good actor. Yeah. He's on some comedy now, I think, like on CBS. Or... Yeah, that unicorn show. It looks nah. terrible. <laughs> Network TV's garbage. Yeah, network comedy especially. Like, there's going to be nothing of worth there at all. No. No, not at all. All right, uh, where, where are we at now? Uh, next up, we got the Vendrell Cup for the biggest fuck-up. Well, what do you – like, at first I thought Shane, but then maybe I go with Army. Yeah, that's who I ended up going with too. Army? <laughs> for accidentally shooting his gun off? Like, come on. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> – that's, that's rookie. That yeah. is so rookie. <laughs> No, Very yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it kind of worked out, I guess, because they ended up getting information, but he was not planning that. That was just a complete fuck-up on his part. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, all right, so we, we're on the same page there. What about the, um, you know, the uh, dumpy? Yeah, the dumpy for the worst part of the episode. This was hard. I didn't really have a whole lot, um, so I'm going to go with the fact that the coffee bandit, like, went into the gas station immediately after the cops left. <laughs> that is dumb. <laughs> you couldn't have waited a couple of minutes. Make sure they're really gone. Or even still, like, maybe like, oh, hey, I'm going to go to another place that sells yeah. coffee because there's probably a lot of them. Just drive around the block a couple of times and come back. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? I hear you. <laughs> that was a dumbass move for sure. <laughs> I thought that was stupid. Um, yep. I went with the Lem and Ronnie bitching about we got to get <laughs> Shane thing. I you know, like you said, they went to it like three times. It was really forced, kind of weird acting. I didn't think either guy was doing a good job in those scenes. It was, yeah, I don't know. They're just kind of looking concerned, but not actually anything coming of it ever. Yeah. So I went with that. I went with those. That is totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. It. They didn't need to do it three times. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we just have to do our casting here. Who would they be if they weren't on the shield? Um, we're going to try and figure out what band <laughs> Monica Rawling, or as you like to call her, Glenn Close, would, uh, would be. All right. I, I got feel like we know things. a lot about her, but at the same time, it was very hard to come up with any band that seemed like her. I I agree. I have two bands, and I don't think either one's right. <laughs> to be honest with you. All right. Well, How many you got? One band or two bands? Uh, I kind of got three, but I, two of them are kind of tied. So. Wow, three. Look at you. All yeah, right. You want to go first? Of any of them. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one I had was she just very she strikes me as a uh, you know she's she's older an older woman um, not necessarily the most attractive even in her younger days no yeah. so I went with Patty Smith oh <laughs> Patty so, you know, Smith yeah you know great singer but you know always kind of looked old and and kind of haggard and she's got kind of a you know a huskier kind of dude esque voice. So I kind of went with, you know, figured Patty Smith would be a good one for her. Uh, similarly, the male version, who was a little bit feminine but also old-looking, Neil Young. <laughs> 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 All right, that's different. Yeah. Wow. So those are my my tied ones where I'm just like, all right. Um, I guess so. I, I, here, here's all I'm going to say. If you're referring to the Patty Smith that's married to John McEnroe or was married to John McEnroe, I don't think you could be more wrong about her. I think that lady's incredibly hot. You might be thinking of Patty Smythe. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> who's Patty Smith then? Uh, she was the one who sang like Dancing Barefoot. Oh, it's the original version of Oh, uh, yikes. Because the Night. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Yep. I see where we're at here. Okay. 
Yeah, Patty yeah. Smythe, very attractive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Patty Smythe, hell yeah. Patty Smythe, not as much. Okay, <laughs> I see where you're going with that. All right. She kind of looks uh, like Iggy Pop. <laughs> yeah, she she does look like Iggy Pop. <laughs> she wears like the uh, the Malcolm or Angus Young kind of jacket and tie look at times, I guess. Yeah, yep. Huh. All right, well, I don't know this lady, but I do know Because the Night. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But Patty Smythe's version is definitely the best one of all yeah. of them I've ever heard. By far. Patty Smythe is hot as balls, man. Yeah. At least she was. I mean, she's still very attractive, but she's, let's see, oh, 63. So for a 63 year old, she's still very good looking. But, you know, I don't. I'm not that old yet. I don't want a 63 year old. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, all right. This band to me also, this pick makes no sense at all. But when I think of Glenn Close, the first band that pops into my mind is Fleetwood Mac. I don't, I can't justify it. I don't understand it. I don't know why. But I just look at her and I'm like, all right, that's that's Fleetwood Mac right there. I don't know why. I don't have any reasoning for it. The other band I came up with honestly was, makes sense in a strange way. I, I don't know why either, but yeah. it, it, it's very fitting somehow. Yeah. yeah. I wonder yeah. if it's maybe I'm thinking of like uh, American Horror Story season three, where uh, Stevie Nicks was a witch, and Jessica Lange kind of reminds me of uh, Glenn Close. Oh yeah. So maybe it's a connection from that. Yeah, that's true. Um. The other band I came up with is one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, I came. I, I, the reason I came up with this is because she's Glenn Close is very very smart lady, but when she has to kick ass, she can. So the band I came up with here is Rush. <laughs> nice. Rush is a band like their lyrics are very. Smart. They're very intelligent. Like it's not like you're, you know, we're gonna fuck. You know, it's not that kind of stuff. It's it's on a much further level than that. If you ever read Rush lyrics and shit. But yet at the same time, like greatest drummer of all time, like killing it every. So you know what I mean. So like they can kick ass, but they can be super smart at the same time. Hell yeah, I can see that. Do you like I'll Rush? Like um, not as much as you do, but I I, I definitely respect Rush. <laughs> Who would you rather bang, Rush or Patty Smythe? <laughs> Patty Smythe. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, you got a third band? Are you talking about Patty Smith or Patty Smythe? <laughs> uh, Patty Smythe, I mean. Yeah, then definitely Patty Smythe. That's weird. Rush That's versus weird. Patty Smith might be trickier. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about uh, who's your third band? Yeah, the only other one I could think of is just because she seems to have a burr in her saddle for, you know, foster kids. Um, I went with uh, Pat Benatar, singer of Hell is for Children. <laughs> <laughs> Hell is for Children? <laughs> yep. <laughs> is that you know, a song all about kids being abused and shit like that? So I, I figured, you know, I'll throw Pat Benatar on the list. Why not? Ay, ay, ay. All right. <laughs> I guess I could have gone with Suzanne Vega for Luca. (laughs) I hate that song. So many child abuse songs in the 80s. 
My name is Luca. I live on the set. I hate that song. I don't hate it as much <laughs> as I hate um, Tom's Diner. Tom's Diner? Oh, I love Tom's Diner. Tom's Diner might be one of the worst songs ever written. <laughs> I am making this up as I go along now. That's all it is. You just making it up as she goes, man. Nothing rhymes. Nothing makes sense. Like, I love it. I'm sitting in a diner. I'm reading the newspaper. Then on the TV, somebody farted. And it was Chuck Berry. And it was like, what? You're just making this up as you go, lady. I know you are. But it sounds pleasing to the ear. Made up or not. I like it. All right. Different strokes. Yep. Someone's got to like Tom's Diner. Yes. Apparently it's me. All right, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, yeah, it was very tough. Done it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's about it. Um, if you want to send us an email, Mackey's Clubhouse at yahoo.com. Uh, find us on Facebook if you want to do that. Send us a like there or something. Um, they don't think they have pokes anymore, but you could poke us if they do. <laughs> We're, oh, you can't poke anymore on Facebook? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I don't. I don't. I try. I try not to fuck with Facebook too much. It's weird everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's a political expert. Yeah, it's weird everywhere. Yeah, I hear you. That's all people want to do. Yeah. Not me. I just want to post weekly pictures of me doing stupid shit. I just want to watch pornographies. Yeah. <laughs> and get twenty nine thousand more viruses. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all we need. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Till next week. Bye, motherfuckers. Bye.